Hi, welcome to an update on some terrific ways to move forward with your work in Edinburgh this summer. How do you survive the world's largest arts festival? Well, I ask some people right in the middle of the throng. We're heading towards the end of first week of the Edinburgh Fringe and that enthusiasm is still strong, but how do we get to the end three weeks? I dived in with Katie Guchardi, writer and performer of Fox, at The Pleasance, half 11 in the morning, you can see Fox. Here's a top tip. It's my first fringe. I'm excited by the sheer amount of shows on offer and the amount of times I will be performing my show. And the best tip I've received is to pace yourself both in terms of performing and watching shows. So Katie's work, Fox, is inspired by true events. It's a brutally honest and amusing drama exploring the complex relationship with help, our desire to give it, and our need to seek it for ourselves in an increasingly isolating society. And her hint for other artists here right now, as a solo artist myself, I think it's important to surround yourself with other people in the same boat and to give yourself breathing space to enjoy the festival outside of your own show. And I do have some more tips during the podcast of how you can do that. Michelle Colos Brooks, writer of Hitler's Tasters at Greenside at half, just half, gone half 6pm. And this is a dark comedy. It's all about the young women, if you knew this before, then I did not, who were Hitler's food tasters. And this was their honour. And it's based on true events. So you're going to see a friendship, patriotism and poison during the Third Reich. Now, Michelle's top tip. Americans, take heed because regular drip coffee, not a thing in Edinburgh. I was politely laughed out of three coffee shops this morning. Three. So if you're like me and need coffee the way you need air, adjust to Americano ahead of time. Readily available, burns through jet lag instantly. So that's an interesting lost in translation thing we've got to get to grips with. And Michelle's tips for artists that are here is very inspiring. Stretch, both physically and psychologically, because the hills here are no joke. And Fringe is unlike any artistic endeavour I've encountered, be flexible and open to adjusting the production to whatever opportunities and restrictions the Fringe might throw at you. Also, Fringe audiences are a little looser than you normally would experience. I've been advised that people will get up and go to the bathroom during your show. It's not you, it's them. Don't be discouraged. Some good strong words there. I caught up with Nicola Lawton producing Like Animals at Summerhall. That's on at quarter past two. And a top tip, pack for all seasons. Scotland has got some pretty changeable weather. So a waterproof jacket, jumper and shorts will all be useful. You'll find you do a lot of walking in Edinburgh. So comfortable shoes are a must. And Like Animals is a funny and poignant investigation into love and communication in human and not-so-human relationships. It's a collaboration between Ellie Dubois, Kim Donahue, and Peter Lannan. Here's a quote from Superfan. A parrot says, I love you. A dolphin tries to speak. A woman spends a lifetime trying to understand. So find out more.
and their hint for other artists taking part in the fringe is there's always one show that sells out or you just can't squeeze in that everyone raves about try to enjoy what you can see rather than having constant fomo fear of missing out so much of that here isn't there so catching up with charlotte mooney performer and joint artistic director of olcom's razor has brought this time to saint stephen's theater that's on at 3 p.m it's a dance physical theater circus genre show so charlotte's survival tip to get us to the end of august is arthur's seat to stride off the late nights and get a sense of perspective when you have show fatigue and the view there is just amazing um, a little bit about Occam's Razor. They're returning with a new aerial theatre show this year called This Time. Um, they've got some groundbreaking design and the stories are compelling. Four performers ranging in age from 13 to 60 are going to be suspended high in the air and swung close to the ground. And it's an original take on circus theatre. This is a show about time, age and the stories we tell ourselves. And the hint for other artists taking part here love this just find an adorable child to help you fly her and no one can resist an adorable child Gwilym Pease show director and artistic director of Theatre Re brings birth to the pleasance at noon so Gwilym's tip to survive this is everything in moderation but as much of everything that's great because there's just so much that everyone wants to dive into here. You can burn out so quick. Now, the show Birth features Emily, eight months pregnant, and she reads her grandmother's journal. And as she delves into her family history, her sense of reality shifts, unveiling a legacy of unspoken tragedies and unconditional love. And Gwilym's tip for other artists here is... Be specific about what you want to achieve and focus on that. I think having that written on a post-it note somewhere on our laptops would be a really good way to get through the month. So James Quaife, producer of The Claim, that's on at Payne's Plough Roundabout at Summer Hall, 10 to 1 in the afternoon, has a survival tip. Stop checking your ticket sales report every 30 seconds. You will go mad and you'll never have a good night's sleep. Work as hard as you can, but make sure you take time out and you rest. Have a meal with at least one vegetable during the Fringe Festival. Great advice. So the claim that James is producing is part of the British Council showcase this year. And it asks, what happens when your life is at stake and all you have to save it are your words? What a great thing to bring to theatre. It's a comically absurd and quietly shattering journey to the heart of our tolerant and fair society. And James has got a hint for all of us already here doing August. If you have a day off during your run, then rest. Take a bath and watch something on Netflix. It's always a positive thing to escape the festival madness. It can sometimes become very overwhelming and you feel like you're in a bubble. Certainly that's a real trend of advice to do something different, take things 
easy in a different way and we've got some ideas of how to do that as well coming up later on. Thomas Martin, I spoke, director of Collapsible, part of High Tide's disruption season at Assembly Roxy, has a great survival tip. Take vitamin B12 and if you drink beer, put a top on it. That's a splash of lemonade. Your blood sugar levels will thank you. I didn't actually think of that myself to pace things with vitamins too. So collapsible. The future of new theatre co-curated by High Tide has the Origins Award for Outstanding New Work from The Vault. And we have a quote. I'll tell you what I really want. I want to jump clean out of my brain. Essie's lost a job, her girlfriend's left, but she's all right. Except lately she feels more like a chair than a person. So if that's piqued your curiosity, then check that out at Assembly Roxy. And the tip for us here at the Fringe is to be sound to the venue staff. They're the only ones, apart from you, representing your show, and they work themselves to the bone. The ones on Collapsible are the best, and we love them. Natasha Granger performing in Og and Ugg and Dog at the Gilded Balloon has got a survival tip for us. Get to know the Edinburgh Closes. That's a network of over 70 footpaths that come off the Royal Mile and take you to various parts of the old town. During the fringe, you can hardly walk down the main thoroughfares because the crowds, while the closes are invariably empty. And P.S. Don't tell anyone else about them. Too late. So Og and Ag and Dog is an award-winning Federa Federa's Reet Funny comic take on the amazing evolutionary process that transferred the wolf into man's best friend and all the dogs we see in the world today. Perfect for dog lovers, young and old and big and small. So if that's you, that's the Gilded Balloon. Great tip for all of us at the Fringe. Don't just hand out your flyers to the throngs going up and down the Royal Mile. Flyer in less hectic place where you can engage people in a proper conversation. That's got to be more effective than handing them a piece of paper. Yes, and I've had some really lovely conversations with people that have been talking about their shows today. So, here are some practical tips for shows from Cecile Durrell, who's producing and performing in two shows. There is no problem here, and hello, hello. They're at Venue 36, the Hilton Hotel, with a female-led production company that they've been building over the last year. Cecile writes, We started prepping for Edinburgh way in advance, like November, which has been very helpful, but there are still so many aspects I wish I'd been more educated on, mainly marketing-wise. It's tough to know where to focus your energy when promoting shows, and it's hard to know what is and isn't paying off. But it's an experience that's always so exciting and so much fun. The shows you bring to Edinburgh feel so free and like you're really allowed to F-U-C-K up and fix it as you go. So I feel like I learn so much as a performer and like it's a wonderful boost of confidence. It's always quite 
incredible to have access to so much theatre every day since you're already there. That's a really lovely pointer there about learning and just feeling very positive about how it's not written in stone. It will be a different show at the very end and it is a process. So very inspiring there from Cecile. Jenny Witzel writes, I think what makes The Fringe worthwhile is the passion for theatre and theatre making all around. I went to The Fringe for the first time last year after my first year at drama school just to flyer. I struggled with my first year and considered deferring and being at the fringe and seeing people give enthusiastic, fully committed performances, even on days where the audiences were small, was so inspiring. Ego fell out of it. It was all about making the most of your time out there and doing it for the passion. We all know for a lot of us there's not much money in the fringe. But on top of that, the love between the flyers and different companies was so lovely. We were all supporting and plugging each other's shows. So Jenny Bitzel this year is assisting, directing a one-man spoken word play, If Mouth Could Speak. And that's a really good tip to get to network with other flyers and not always see everyone as the competition and that we're all here together really and to make the very best of the fringe together and it can be a perfect way to network so if mouth could speak is spoken word at zoo playground three and that's accompanied by a searing musical score of deep electronica and jazz a poetic monologue slicing laser deep into the brain of a young immigrant troubled by suicide sounds fascinating there so i've got some top tips from a former edinburgh resident and also a member of Elfie Pickett Theatre, which is an emerging Scottish theatre company. And their show Ain City is debuted at this year's Ed Fringe. They use Scots language, storytelling and music. Here's the tip. Never take a taxi from one part of the centre to another. Almost faster to walk. And August in Scotland uses layered clothing. T-shirt and coat is perfect. You get rain and sunshine within an hour. Also, there's a little essential on Nicholson Street, just metres from most of the fringe venue. Edinburgh is one of the places in Scotland where street drinking is legal. So don't cross the road and then stand still on the other side, checking Google Maps. Good place to escape. Escape to Leith for a pint. Get a Boots boots meal deal before midday, before they're gone. Make sure you get the back seat of the Megabuster Glasgow. That way you can cry in peace. Well, why will we be crying in peace? Well, one of the reasons I think that if it doesn't go right for you, and I include myself in that, is that it's the reviewers. I'm just taking a stab in the dark. But Madeline Skipsey has got some great advice there. I think something useful to remember, Madeline writes, is that while reviews can be important, they are also subjective. My first year at the Fringe, I remember people being very disappointed with three-star reviews. But actually, a three-star review, if you've had a shoestring budget and you're early in your career, is really positive and suggests you're heading in the right direction. So Madeline is directing She Sells Seashells at half one at the Underbelly 
in Cowgate and it's all about the incredible life of Mary Anning who corrected fossils in the 1800s and went on to change how we look at uh, the geology in a very important way. But back to those three-star reviews, whatever you feel about reviews, and I think a three-star is good, that's what it says. Amanda Byrne writes, she agrees with that. We went to a show after graduation and the cast were really crestfallen to have only gotten three stars. And Madeline comes back and says, yes, three star means a solid show. Um, One tip I've heard from a performing company near me, I like this tip. If you are doing a sort of taste of your show, sort of in a best of showcase, Don't throw something goofy into the performance as people will come and see the full version and say, why is this different to the segment that I saw last night? And if you are doing a showcase at the end of your 10, 15 minutes, have somebody shout loud into the crowd where everyone can come and see the full version. And something I overheard too, some feedback coming out of a show that people hadn't really got on with, They said that the artist could have been having a bad day and when they looked at the room that the person was in, if I'd been in that room, they said I would have been having a bad day. So be easy with yourself. And some comments on how a room relates to the show from friend magician Oliver Meech. A good comedy venue is like a good pie, compact, packed and almost too hot. There's no perfect venue just the perfect fit for a show. For comedy, it's often low ceilings and close seating to help the laughter spread. For magic, my field, it's often raked seating because seeing is believing or disbelieving. So use the space you're in to its advantage, to its strong points. And I love what Oliver said there. There is no perfect venue, just the perfect fit for a show. One tip from the Jolly Boat crew, performing at Liquid Rooms 5pm and 8pm, be exceptionally nice to technicians. They have the Wi-Fi password. I think that's always be nice to our technicians. They work so incredibly hard, much harder than performers, and they're always generally polite and helpful. And they do have your show literally in their hands. A couple of tips that I find useful from me is don't forget that you can send some of your things back using a courier post might be cheaper than taking it on the plane, sort of MB shop uh, just opposite the Ibis off the Royal Mile. They'll send things to your home. And I've got a tip here from Army at the Fringe, which is theatre shift, shift theatre. And you can check out a full programme of Army at the Fringe if you go Twitter at Army at the Fringe. Keep writing, keep performing, see as much as you can. Don't stop, follow your dream. And I think on that inspiring note, just to remember why we're all here, the follow your dream, you know, stay in touch with the inspiration that caused you to create your show, bring it here, and put it out for all it's worth because even though it seems like there's three weeks ahead it's going to go fast and to achieve to perform at the fringe in itself 
is a massive achievement. I'm so grateful to everyone who has sent me some tips to share their generosity. It is a big family out there. We're not really competing against each other. And my greatest wish is whether you're coming to see shows, putting one on or thinking about it, is just do it. Just jump in and enjoy. Here's to you. Thank you.